do we see at Groundswell this year, the 26th and 27th of June, close to London, UK? Many friends of the podcast will be there. John Kempf, Abby Rose, Benedict Bozo, Henry Dimbleby, Claire Hill, Russ Carrington, Andy Cato, Tim Coates, and many, many more. See you there. Welcome to another episode of Investing in Regenerative Agriculture, Investing as if the Planet Mattered, a podcast show where I talk to the pioneers in the regenerative food and agriculture space to learn more on how to put our money to work to regenerate soil, people, local communities and ecosystems while making an appropriate and fair return. Why am I focused on soil and regeneration? Because so many of the pressing issues we face today have their roots in how we treat our land, grow our food and what we eat. And it's time that we as investors, big and small and consumers, start paying much more attention to the dirt slash soil underneath our feet. Before we get started, I've been recording these interviews next to my day job and I will definitely continue to do so and release about an episode a month. But at the same time, I would love to take this further, share more interviews. There are many more stories to share on investing in regenerative food and agriculture. More depth, improve the quality, maybe even doing some video series. So I started a Patreon community, which makes it easy to support creators like myself. If these podcasts have been of value to you, and if you have the means, I invite you to support me and make this happen. For more information, please find the link to my Patreon account in the description below. And now, without further ado, the interview. Enjoy! Welcome to Investing in Regenerative Agriculture, Investing as if the Planet Mattered. I'm Kumar Sain, your host. In these interviews, I'm talking to people who are scaling up the regenerative agriculture sector, either by increasing the inflow of investment capital or by scaling up the enterprises on and in the ground. And by doing so, exploring what it means to be an impact investor in regenerative agriculture. Why am I focused on regenerative agriculture? Because the roots of so many of the issues we're facing in the world today can be found in agriculture. From droughts, migrant flows, obesitas, social issues, water wars, climate change, hunger, they all have a connection to how we treat the land, grow food and what we eat. I hope you will enjoy this interview as much as I did making it. If you have any comments, please share them on SoundCloud or Twitter. And if you think this content is relevant or interesting for someone else, please feel free to share the interview. You're going to listen to an interview with Geert van der Veer, co-founder of Heerenboeren, a movement in the Netherlands where they bought a farm with 200 families and hired a farmer to farm for them in the most sustainable, regenerative way possible. We're going to talk about how he started, why he started this movement, and more importantly, what he's trying to do to scale it and to get to 100 farms in the Netherlands and to a few thousand in Europe. Enjoy! Welcome to Investing in Regenerative Agriculture, Investing as if the Planet Mattered. I'm Koen van Seijen, your host, and in the podcast of today, I'm joined by Geert van der Veer, co-founder of Heerenboeren. Welcome, Geert. Thank you. <laughs> Hi, Koen. So to, to start with a personal question, and of course, we would love to know more about Heerenboeren and the movement. But what made you start Heerenboeren and, and why regenerative agriculture in the Netherlands for you? Yeah, it has to do with my, uh, uh, my experience during my, uh, uh, since I was working uh, with the uh, Farmers Association here in, in, in the Netherlands. Um, I've been working there between 1998 uh, and 2003 and I discovered a lot about the um, the way we are producing our food here uh, here in the Netherlands, of course, in Europe and and in the world, and I saw and I uh, that things sh- should be different 
uh, done than it than it's been doing today. So that's why I was uh, trying to do it from. I, I was trying to change uh, from within the organization, and um, that that took my took me so much effort uh, that I thought that I, I want to do it differently. So I started. I left the association, started to work uh, on projects on short chain uh, relationships between consumers and uh, farmers. And um, I did that for a couple of years. And also I there discovered that um, starting with the producer uh, is not always the same as starting to work with an entrepreneur. And so I discovered that uh, it's difficult for farmers to change their 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 uh, business model to change their way of thinking it's also a cultural thing within the agricultural sector uh, that i thought okay i've seen a lot and i've done a lot and right now i have to do one thing i have to develop my own my, my own farm concept that shows the world shows the netherlands that it's possible to do it differently um, uh, and the best way of having some impact is to to, to do it so then we started the uh, Hero Buren movement, as we speak of it right now. And um, well, we opened the first farm uh, in 2015. Uh, we, we in Boxel, and uh, right now we having we are having about 20 farms, uh, as in families who want their own f uh, farm uh, here in the Netherlands. Uh, we are helping to build that farm. So. It's more than just one uh, spot uh, at the moment. Yeah, you definitely, from the beginning, and I remember the conversations we had uh, a number of years ago, that there, there are many examples where people get together and, and maybe start farming or buy something, etc. But what really, for me, set you apart is that from the beginning, you said this needs to scale. We need to get to 100, we need to get 200, we need to go to 2,000 farms that are operating in this way. So from from the beginning, you really designed it with scale in in place and at the moment there's one really operative and, and there are about 20 that are in different phases of 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 getting there but can you explain let's say let's take the one that is there's already operational yeah. um what what is it what's the scale what 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 is so different from the neighbors that are still farming traditionally and and how yeah. how does it work okay the the basic uh, principles are quite simple there are uh, 200 households representing 500 people and these households, um, they became a member of our cooperative and uh, they uh, did an investment, an investment of 2000 euros, euros um, per household. And um, they brought also together uh, so 400,000 euros. And that amount of money we spent on, uh, we invested in, um, uh, in, the, in the first costs we had to make to start the farm. Uh, and the farm is a farm which produces a lot of different products. So we have fruits, vegetables, we have uh, meat as in chicken, uh, pork, beef. Um, uh, we, we, uh, we have eggs um, and we try to, uh, within these um, uh, different product groups, we try to have as much as possible uh, variety. So we have 12 different uh, 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 apples, uh, uh, eight different pears, etc., uh, etc. Et so, um, uh, and the what the members do, they um, they bring on a annual basis all the costs uh, together um, uh, by uh, 
the contribution they pay to the cooperative. So each mouth in a household, in a family, each mouth uh, pays about 10 euros each week and gets uh, in return for that, he gets uh, the products from our farm. And compared to the supermarket, uh, that's a lot cheaper. So he gets more products um, uh, by paying the... Company. And a lot nicer and healthier products, I imagine. Exactly. A lot more sustainable well, from a mixed farm that doesn't hardly exist anywhere else. Exact, exactly, exactly. And um, so to to summarize, the the older members of the cooperative pay at the beginning uh, a fixed fee of two thousand, and then after that they also guarantee for a number of years their their take of their offtake. So they they pay a contribution of ten euros a week per uh, per person, and for that they get, if I remember correctly, about sixty percent of their daily needs when the farm is fully operational and, and fully producing these 12 types of apples, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, ex exactly. And, and, and to, be, uh, to be more concrete, they are committed for three years in the beginning. And of course, they can, <laughs> they can stay a member as long as they want. But in the beginning, they, uh, they are committed for three years. And that makes, uh, makes it possible to start this farm because in the beginning, uh, it's not up and running uh, completely. So uh, that, that commitment we needed. Uh, but it's it, it seems to be no not not even uh, um, a problem uh, to to find the people who are discommitted to to the concept. So it's um, it, it has to do with two things. It has to do with the community feeling, um, uh, being together, starting together, something that that makes the world a little bit better in your own benefit benefit in this uh, <laughs> concrete and. Um, uh, the other thing is that we uh, are trying to uh, improve our uh, our techniques in uh, the way we produce the food. So it has to do with the the way we keep our livestock. It has to do with the way we are producing uh, vegetables, etc. Uh, a lot of uh, permaculture influence uh, on our farm. Agroecology uh, is, is is the main uh, principle we uh, we we work with. And so on, you can say that it's not only nice and, 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 and fun uh, to be a member of the cooperative, but you can also have a lot of influence on the way we are producing. So actually, the entrepreneurship of this farm is not uh, on the level of the farmer, but it's on the level of the cooperative. And every member is the entrepreneur of our farm. And, and in terms of you, you mentioned him or her or now uh, very briefly. Um, Who's the farmer? Who's doing the farming? Is that uh, are those the, the the people in the cooperative, or is there somebody else doing doing the day-to-day -day work? A professional. Essential uh, uh, part of the concept is that we did not want to be we we wanted to be independent of voluntarily uh, activities. So uh, there is a farmer uh, who is getting his uh, his money from the cooperative. A fixed salary, which is nice for, I mean, is very different for many farmers. I yeah, can he's, he's, he's not having uh, the risks or the, the benefits of the farm. That's, uh, that's what the cooperative members uh, together have. So um, he gets a salary, uh, to be concrete. Uh, so um, uh, that's one farmer. And he uh, has, on a yearly basis, there is an amount of money he can spend on hiring uh, more people to work on the farm, if necessary. Because uh, uh, there are a lot of members who, who, who want to work on the farm. Uh, there is no 
necessary um, element that they have to come to work on the farm, but they. But if they do, of course, it saves costs, which benefits the cooperative. Yeah, exactly. So, so basically, the daily the, the daily work has been is been it's, it's the farmer who is doing the daily the daily work, and he is he's the manager of the farm, and he can hire uh, uh, more people, or he gets his uh, uh, his people from the community working on the farm. And, and to describe, to dive a moment into into the farm itself, can you describe the size? Did you buy the land first of all? Or did you rented it uh, or leased it? Uh, what what can we see on on that farm that's so different from the neighbors? Okay, we have a farm uh, of twenty hectares, and we didn't buy it because uh, that has to do with the philosophy of uh, our movement uh, regarding to uh, to ownership of land. Uh, um, um, we did not want uh, to have uh, someone or an organization to have an exit. So uh, for for the benefit of the person or the organization, I will sell uh, my land. No, that's not possible. We uh, altogether we uh, we at, at this moment we, we rent the land from a a foundation. And that's a long term rent, I can exactly. So that's the, yeah, that, that's the way we are we are gaining our land. Um, and um, uh, like I said, it's twenty hectare hectares. And uh, well, what you can see, you can uh, see uh, three thousand trees in the orchard. You can see uh, thirty pigs and about uh, twenty five cows for our uh, meat. And we have a thousand chickens. We have four and a half hectares with vegetables. No, et cetera, et cetera. So that's... Um, and you're rotating them, you're, I mean, in, in, a, in a system, right? In a process to, to make sure the different um, parts of the farm benefit from each other and are not in silos. Yeah, and not just rotating them. We're also mixing them. So our chickens are working for us in our orchard and uh, our pigs are uh, doing some work on the field. For example, after we are, have harvested uh, our potatoes. <laughs> uh, so that there are always more we do we do we do not need to uh, to invest in, in in machinery or something our animals can do a lot of work <laughs> symbiotic relationships yeah exactly exactly and animals i mean like joe salatin says they they don't break down uh, they they don't need fossil fuel but at the end of the day you can still sell them so they are exactly and even stronger it's also something Joel Selton said uh, it's they grow on it huh? so you, you also are saving some Costs uh, on the other hand uh, on the the, the the feed you need eh, for the for, for the for the animals. So it, there is just a win-win. And in terms of this specific um, farm in in Bokstor, where are you at? You started in 2015. What would you say? What point have you reached now? And what are the next steps? Do you want to learn how to invest or are you an entrepreneur and want to build companies in the regenerative food and agriculture space? Or do you work in big ag and big food and want to really move the needle? We have developed a new video course for you. Find out more on investinginregenerativeagriculture.com slash course or in the show notes description below. Okay, right now... um what you see is that the main the main principle of the concepts are really are really working right now. So we have we have our members. Uh, we are seeking two hundred households. We, at the moment, we have uh, uh, one hundred forty four uh, households uh, committed to our concept, and we are still growing. So there's uh, uh, that's going very well. 
and in this uh, second full uh, season uh, we are producing right now, we start learning a lot and gaining a lot of insights for the next uh, season. Uh, we have a lot of luck this year with the with the climate, with the weather. Everything is growing really beautiful. So we are we are being complimented for the quality we are delivering at the moment. Because last year was horrible. Yeah, right? I, I remember a drought that uh, and and water and and everything everything went against your you basically. Yeah. So some people said well, last year they said when you're when you're uh, surviving this year you can beat every every other year that's coming and. Uh, this year we are very lucky, really. Uh, so we are we are very lucky uh, uh, this year, and so that makes the people happy. Literally, uh, they are they have invested in the concept because they believed it. They had a hard year last year, and right now it's a beautiful year, and they have beautiful products. So that gives us the uh, space in time and thinking of uh, how to improve our uh, techniques, how in, how to. Me myself, I'm studying, uh, studying on on nature. What can nature bring uh, for us? Uh, insights or, or or techniques we can um, uh, scale, make we, we can transform into a technique of producing. And can and can these techniques be scaled to a level of a complete farm? Or uh, so I'm. I'm uh, the time I have right now. I spend in uh, watching YouTube videos, reading books, um, uh, following courses myself to imp- improve all the knowledge we need to to restore the ecosystem of our farm uh, and the, the the vision we are we are developing in the, the in the last couple of months is more and more that we are uh, we have the responsibility for the complete ecosystem and yes this ecosystem is also producing our food and that gives us a lot of thinking of the uh, of how we can can improve biodiversity how what can we do more for our soil as we're doing already um, what can we plant in terms of wood uh, like like trees on the farm more as we have already um, and that makes us um, well, because the, pr- the production is going so well, we can think about these themes and I, that gives a lot of hope for next year. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I can imagine. And talk, let's talk a bit about scale, scalability and, and uh, replicating this model. How did you um, start with that? I mean, it's, it's one thing to start in one place, but it's another thing and a whole completely different thing to, from the beginning, actually have scalability in mind. Uh, can you explain a bit how do you, what's your vision there and what's happening actually now on the ground with all these other cities and villages that are are somewhere in the process of setting up their own Heerenboeren? Yeah, exactly. Well, what's what's happening here in the Netherlands, and I think I can I see that all over Europe uh, and and in other places in the world as well. There are a lot of entrepreneurs working on their own uh, on their own concept and how big they are as an entrepreneur problem here at least uh, in my surroundings is that um, there are always forces forces you need as in politicians or other or government or, or, or etc they are telling you constantly okay what you're doing is nice but it's not the solution for all the crisis we are uh, dealing with um, uh, within the sector at the moment so um, it's a kind of the point of okay nice try but you're not a serious i can't take you seriously so when we start started thinking of this farm concept we had one of the 
the principles we based the concept on was it should be scalable. The moment that it uh, was that we would start to scale the model is is at the moment that came a lot quicker as we thought. But um, from beginning on, we sh we we were telling uh, all the people this is not just one farm. We are going to work on at least 100 farms in the Netherlands. And therefore, that, uh, be, that when we started putting that out, there were a lot of organizations um, and 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 foundations, government, um, um, but also our universities uh, who, who, who said, okay, this is the probably the first concept in the Netherlands that is trying to, to not to stick to uh, a farm for own benefit. This is a movement, and with this movement. Uh, we can m maybe we can make a change, and I hope there are we are an example for a lot of that we can it can have that function to be an example for a lot of other people who say that that they want to scale their their movement themselves because it's not our movement that can make the make the change. We are we should go work together with a lot of other people who have the energy and the time to build their their own movement. But I think we are. Uh, having the benefits of being one of the first, if not the first movement in the Netherlands that is uh, working on scale from the beginning. And it, it, that brought a lot of attention from the beginning on, um, even when there even there was not even a farm uh, in Boxel. So just just putting out the, the wish to grow was enough to get all the attention. And then when you get the attention, there is a kind of snowball effect uh, we, we, we engaged. And yeah, it, that that made the whole thing um, move. As in, uh, we started in Boxel with also little things as a website and a Facebook, uh, Facebook and Twitter. And uh, well, you're sending out a message, but you're the, the other hand is that that you are you will be found. And when you, we were found by a lot of people also in 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 the cities and and other uh, places in in the Netherlands, and they started asking us, please give us a farm nearby as well um, and that was in the phase that we didn't even have one farm up and running and, and what, what was your response to that when somebody asks I'm, I'm living in amsterdam or i'm living in utrecht which is not just for the people listening not super close to boxel uh, and i i would say i want something like this near near my place what, what was your answer what is your answer when somebody asks that yeah first of all the answer is to follow us join the movement and if you want to have your own farm nearby you should you, you have to work yourself because we are not like a traditional mcdonald's franchisee no copy paste no exactly it's not our goal it's not our goal to create 100 farms we are uh, preparing our organization to um uh, to to service people who want to have their own farm so there is always energy needed from local people um, and if there is no energy locally we are not going to introduce ourselves over there so um, uh, the main thing we, we respond to people is okay you want to have a farm start up your your uh, your community start to find uh, soulmates who want who also want their farm in our concept and when you have at least actually we already starting to to uh, to work together from a group of six households um, uh, uh, locally who said we are really going to to pull on this project we are going to 
to find these people, uh, our soulmates, who also wants to have their own farm. And when we have found these four of these six, the six, the six families, we are starting um, to make a little contract. And from that contract on, uh, they have the responsibility to find uh, uh, at least 150 uh, uh, households, members, families. And we, on a parallel, we are trying to find the the ground, uh, the, the the soil, the land. That's what we are trying to find at that moment. In a uh, parallel from the uh, seeking on the on the on the, on the families, and and um, we're also trying to find the farmer because uh, we have one uh, challenge here, and that is that our farmers are uh, always uh, specialized in producing one product, and and on our farm they have to do about everything that exists in that way so um uh, that are two parallel things we're, we're starting up and um uh, every time they reach in a new uh, a milestone like uh, the first milestone is at 100 families uh, we can also um uh, step uh, uh, take another step and that step involves a, a, a investment from our side in money and energy and time so we every time they reach a milestone we can have another step towards make the farm concrete and as a as a customer or as a as a part of a cooperative um does the food get to my place i, I know i don't have to work on the farm uh, if i don't want to there's no obligation if i want to of course i can i can do my my gym and work out and help the farmer if i don't uh, the the food will start can i choose my products what if i don't like something um, how, how does that uh, concretely work? Okay, what, what they do, what we do is once or twice a year, we are uh, sending out this form, uh, formula, uh, uh, form to, to our members on which they can apply what they want that the farm should produce the next season. So uh, we are really getting uh, back. So about uh, 80% of the forms we, we get in return. And we are analyzing these forms on um, uh, the products for uh, the next season. That's for ex- the, the, the main the main reason we do that is for the for the vegetables. Uh, so that's the way people get influence on what the farm produces. And we're also organizing little events for people to to test the taste of our food. So um, that has more to do with the meat production. Is this the kind of meat we want? I want to eat. Is this the right species of pigs or chicken we want to uh, to have here on the farm and in that way we are gathering the information out of the community depending on what we are producing and how we are producing it and that gives us an average production uh, so we are not producing on a personal level your wishes but we have an average production all over this community members and when the products are ready uh, it's the choice it's, it's up to the community what they want do you want to come to the farm and pick up your food or do you want us to uh, arrange pickup points or do you want us uh, to arrange the delivery at home? At this moment, uh, 95% of our members, they want to come on a weekly basis to their own farm. They say, you don't, you are not going to keep me away from my farm. <laughs> we want to come over here and we want to get our, our products. Uh, and what we, concre- what we do concrete is that people... Uh, at a Saturday or uh, a Wednesday uh, afternoon, they come on the farm and they really pick the vegetables from the field while they're still growing. So we are cutting them off in front of our members. So they 
uh, we are harvesting our, our products in front of them. So they, they really choose what they want to eat. And, and But just to be clear, if they don't want that in the budget, in the plan, it can still arrive at home. There's, there's for the percentage of people that don't want to go every Saturday to their farm, the food is, is delivered at a pickup point or, or how does that work if I'm, I'm a more lazy farmer? <laughs> at, at the moment, the cooperative decided that um, uh, while 95% of the people wanted to get, the, get, get to the farm every week um, and pick it up. So um, uh, in Boxel, we are not did any preparations for other delivery services. So right now at the moment, there is a, you can feel the conversation uh, is 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 restarted with new people joining they might be less involved a bit less involved so there might be there, there will be a solution decided by the cooperative to make sure exactly exactly the food gets to the the right places and and the and the and the, 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 the people who are uh, already member for a longer period they uh, i experience that there is some it's quite nice for a couple of first times <laughs> Uh, to get to a new place and a new concept and a new and what we see right now is that convenience is also something uh, we have to deal with yeah no sure I, I can imagine and i want to be very conscious of your your time i want to end with a question which i might open a can of worms but what is the role or could be the role if there is of of impact investing of of invest investment money into a system like this it seems to be very focused on, on local energy, local resources, because people actually put the money up front to, to rent the land and to prepare the land for their farm. Is there a role you see in, in, in the scalability, in the businesses on top of, of maybe the 100 farms? What do you see as if there's a, a group of smart impact investors hopefully listen to this podcast and they say, I want to do something in this, not just being a customer. Of course, you should start your own farm locally uh, close to your city. But what can be their role uh, with their investment amount yeah uh, i see two main uh, different goals um first of all uh, there is a goal we have to, we have to to buy the land sometimes eh? we're we're not buying the land uh, locally with the cooperative but on the central uh, organization hereboer nederland we are on the market to buy land so we can hire it to the uh, to the cooperative uh, and sometimes when there is no foundation we can uh, we can hire the land from locally we have to buy, we, we are on the market so we are looking for people to, to help with that to help with that yeah? so that that's that that's the first thing really buy land with us that that's the first thing and more on a, a more basic and more uh, necessary on the short term is that um, this movement is growing so fast that we feel uh, our organization uh, is, is having uh, having problems to to keep up with uh, with the growth coming from the outside. Keeping up with the demand, yeah, that's a good problem to have. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, exactly. It's luxury, <laughs> but um, you can see that our break even from the national staff organization is about is between the 2025 farms. Because the, the break even in this case means, because yes, the farms are a cooperative, Herenburen itself is a company. It's a company. And, and every farm pays a, a certain amount every year for all the assistance, for the setting up, etc. to Herenburen. So exactly. you can make yourself sustainable with, you mentioned 25 farms, right? Exactly. And and up till that moment, we need funding yeah, to, to, to get our organization up and running. So that's, that's, that's also uh, part um, we are very curious to find some uh, investors to join us 
uh, not just for making a lot of profit because that's not the goal of our organization. The, our, our profits are more than just financially. We are, uh, we are actually we are produ- producing <laughs> happy people and a lot of biodiversity and nice food. Uh, and yes, we also have a financial chapter. And you know, I'd like to uh, to invite people to come and watch in that chapter what we can do together and. Well, a lot of money is needed to get this as big as I think it can be. Uh, but from 2025 farms, there is a point um, that it will it will be self-sustaining. Sustaining and propelling, yeah. It will start growing. Uh, because over years, you have a lot of interest from abroad, I can imagine. I mean, there are a lot of similar situations are happening in the UK, in France. It, it, the agriculture is under... The traditional chemical agriculture is under pressure. And uh, we, we have a lot of journalists and other uh, interested people from... Um, from a lot of countries in Europe at the moment, and um, therefore I think, but yeah, it, it is our concept. So I, I hope I may say that I think this deserves uh, embraced and put a little bit further as it is right now. And we we cannot do that alone. We need a lot of other people, uh, other, and I think not only just in the Netherlands. I want to thank you so much, Geert, for for your time and and sharing your lessons learned. Uh, in, in setting up this this uh, new concept, this different concept in terms of uh, agriculture, consumers and prosumers, everything in between. And I will definitely be checking in uh, to see how the others are, are setting up and, and to, to check in on, on projects abroad, etc. To, to follow here in Buren as far and as long as possible. Yeah, you are, you are really welcome to do that. Thank you for that. Thank you so much. Okay, thank you. You just listened to an interview with Geert van der Veer. We talked about how to scale a movement, a movement built on active consumers, how to get it to all of the Netherlands and how to get it to Europe as well. Because without scalability, we're going to be just doing small scale farms and that isn't enough to really get the change we need. Thank you for making the time to listen to this podcast and making it all the way till the end. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. If you have any comments or ideas for future guests, please share them on SoundCloud or Twitter. And if you think this content is relevant or interesting for someone else, please feel free to share the interview. And I hope to see you again here soon for more of these type of interviews. If you found the Investing in Regenerative Agriculture and Food podcast valuable, there are a few simple ways you can use to support it. Number one, rate and review the podcast on your podcast app. That's the best way for other listeners to find the podcast. And it only takes a few seconds. Number two, Share this podcast on social media or email it to your friends and colleagues. Number three, if this podcast has been of value to you and if you have the means, please join my Patreon community to help grow this platform and allow me to take it further. You can find all the details on patreon.com slash regenerative agriculture or in the description below. Thank you so much and see you at the next podcast.